a timeout. Decide not to use a time. Wait a minute. Put your cup down. Hold up. Wait for it. The Kelly Oubre experiment, a ride of a lifetime, that roller coaster, Tsunami Poppy, here with the big game. What up, Dem Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my splash bro, co-host Zach. That was a great performance, especially with an undermanned team, so <laughs> that's that was pretty crazy, am I right? Definitely. Kelly Oubre, 40 points, baby. Let's... Oh, get eliminating all those trade rumors out there from Warriors Twitter. It's an excellent sight to see. Um, yeah, we're here with a special episode and here to recap the Warriors' big-time win over the Mavericks. To our new listeners, welcome. We're just two dudes who love the Splash Bros and the Warriors, and we just talk all things dubs, dubs, and torque. Current listeners, thank you all for tuning in again. We really appreciate the support. And without further ado, let's get started. All right. Uh, so the Warriors won 147 to 116. The Warriors have improved to 12 and 10 on the year and are currently sitting at seventh place in the Western Conference. Mavs dropped to nine and 14. Um, and I do not think they are currently in a playoff spot. So it all started this morning um, when Eric Paschal had knee soreness and he was probable for tonight's game um, after morning shoot-around. And then Steve Kerr at his pregame press conference and later said that Eric Paschal would not be – oh, shoot, sorry for the mic issues. Eric Paschal would not be playing in tonight's game, so that left the Warriors with no centers as Kevon Looney and James Bison were both out with injuries. Um, and that meant that meant Draymond Green would be starting at the five, and Draymond Green put up 16 assists. Um, the third center ever in NBA history. Memorized this stat from earlier tonight. Third center ever in NBA history to have more than 15 assists in one game. Ethan, could you guess the other two centers? I would say Nikola Jokic because that dude is something else. And Nikola I don't Jokic, that is correct. And uh, Big Daddy Wilt Chamberlain oh, really? put up yeah, 100 points in a Oh, that's pretty game. interesting. I mean, those stats are really inflated, though. Man. Yeah. No, 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 like, no disregard for Wilt's greatness, but like, it was like probably inflated way back then. So take it with a grain of salt. But he was still a great player. Exactly. Um. So Draymond, obviously, sixteen assist, fifteen assists, not sixteen. My bad. Eleven points, fifteen assists, double double. My prediction was correct. Um. Andrew Wiggins had a rough night shooting, but stayed aggressive. Steph. Carried, carried some of the offense alone with Kelly Oubre as Seth had 28 and Kelly had 40. An overall good performance for the Warriors. Coming in, neither of us expected that the Warriors would um, win the game. As before the game, we were guessing how much the Warriors would lose by. But obviously, they proved us wrong. Warriors came in and won by 31. So... Um, I guess the small ball lineup works for this team. It was probably easily easily one of the best wins the Warriors have had. So I guess we just need to continue starting Draymond at center. Um, those are my thoughts on it. 
Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Before the game, I texted Zach that <laughs> the Warriors would lose by like 20 plus. And like, we didn't have this wager, but I put up like, we would bet $10 that I thought that the Warriors would lose and that Zach thought the Warriors would win. Zach should have. I never took that bet. bet. <laughs> he didn't take that bet. And he's probably, he's probably like thinking to himself, he should have taken that bet. But overall, this team had heart. Going into this game where your tallest player is a 6'7 dude going up against a Kristaps Porzingis who is 7'4 and you are out-rebounding the entire Mavs team, that has to be like a standing ovation kind, kind of stuff. Like you wouldn't see that every time with like being outmatched and um, being – undermanned especially only with nine guys so just all around great performance and just kind of have to give or give props to Kelly Oubre who was more decisive it was kind of like night and day I mean it was way better than what we have seen throughout this entire season this has to be a statement game for sure easily one of the Warriors signature wins as well as the comebacks against the Clippers and the Lakers Those are my thoughts. 57% shooting from the field. Everyone was in the plus category and the plus minus category. Kelly Oubre, man, 40 points. Did not That was not expected, but that was a great sight to see. Um, I do not I'm, – I'm unsure of what his – Statuses on the market. Yeah, it's uh, if he's going get, up if the roof. Bob Myers is one to pull the trigger and maybe get some someone for Draymond Green, or if he wants to stay put, I would not be surprised if the Warriors just stayed put because I, I think this team is second round exit max. Um, so I don't think the Warriors would want to go all in and get rid of their future to try to win in, in this year when they're without their second best player. So those are my thoughts. So I saw this, like uh, this meme about the whole Kelly Oubre stuff. It was kind of like a cycle. It was like five stages where I think one of them was Kelly played really bad. And then the second one was like the T like Warriors fans want him traded. And then the third would be like, Kelly does like amazing against like bad teams and the fourth one was like, um, Warriors fans don't want him traded, and the, like it was just all like a cycle. And we are just wondering, is this cycle going to continue, or will Kelly actually play consistently? Because throughout this whole season, the one thing Kelly Oubre has been consistent in is being inconsistent. So just I want to see if he can continue this great play with the decisiveness. He was making great passes. Um, I think there was one one play where Kelly Oubre could have shot the ball, but he decided to pass it to, I think, I don't know if it was Bazemore or Lee. So I was like thinking to myself, okay, is he starting to buy in? I'm like, okay, if he does it, like, good stuff. He's actually learning the system. And, of course, it takes time, but I'm just wondering, can he do this on a nightly basis? And, Zach, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just I, I got to see. I have some belief in him now. I think the way he's been playing the past 
couple games. You played well against the Pistons. Obviously, the Pistons aren't very good, but um, he's shown some bright spots. I think tonight he, like you said in a post game interview, I saw that he tried to get, he got rid of all of his rust. I believe Kelly Oubre when he said that. So it'll be interesting. The law of averages. The law yeah. of averages. It'll be interesting to see what the Warriors front office does as multiple trade rumors surfaced a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, maybe. Um, Lonzo Ball and J.J. Reddick for Kelly Oubre and some picks for Lonzo Ball and Kelly Oubre in a second-round pick. And then a Bleacher Report article I saw today about Victor Oladipo going to the Warriors and the Warriors getting, really, getting rid of Kelly Oubre. And I think it was Jordan Poole and Nico Mannion and some picks for Victor Oladipo. I, wouldn't, I couldn't see how that would work for the Warriors system as Oubre is in a – or Oladipo is in a contract year. He's quite injury prone. Um, it would fulfill a small ball lineup, but it wouldn't. If they wanted to resign him, it wouldn't work. When Clay came back, it would be like a D'Angelo Russell a move again. A yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't see the point in winning now in a season where you're out. You're without Clay, and this team has been so inconsistent that they could be either between a four and a seven seed and a second round exit or a first round exit. Um, and then the other trade I saw, which I liked seeing was second round, Tucker. second round pick for PJ Tucker. And obviously the Warriors are in desperate uh, need for a big, obviously they didn't need one tonight, but um, <laughs> with Kevon Looney um, out for two weeks and how injury prone he's been the past couple past two years and then James Wiseman um, obviously James is young and only 19 years old but I think it would be good to have some depth as he hasn't been starting the past couple of games and has been coming off the bench oh yeah speaking on the big situation I think it would be I don't know kind of like a little pointless because I think um, the COVID protocol says that you would need like six days to be like tested negative for COVID. So by the time that six day period is over, I think James is going to be back. So, I mean, I guess you could just do it for like their bot for like just to have bodies on the bench. But I feel like I don't really see a point of bringing yeah. it big. I think they'll just stay put for now. Yeah, I think I wouldn't, I think they're probably going to wait till the trade trade deadline to see what teams have arised as buyers and what teams have arised rose as sellers. Um, I think the Pelicans, they're obviously, it's hard to tell they're rebuilding or they're not building, but um, they're obviously trying to build around Zion. But um, Lonzo has been coming off the bench and he's been putting up 17, 24, and I think, like we said in the last episode, he has such a high basketball IQ. I think he would benefit the Warriors, without a doubt. But with how Kelly Oubre played tonight, um, I don't know if the Warriors have optimism that he's going to consistently play like this, or does that just drive up his trade stock through the roof? And Bob Myers is getting a lot of calls tomorrow. This is like a seesaw thing where this is like up and down. We get the up version right now, which is waiting for the down version of Kelly Uber to come, like the whole one for 25 stuff. Is it coming? Who knows? 
Without a doubt. So wait and see game. But speaking about this game, there's one particular player who has been impressing me throughout these past few games. The one and only Oakland for Oakland's own. I messed that up, but Juan Toscano Anderson, JTA. He was amazing. Like, dude can play for sure. Like, he has hustle. He has heart. Yeah, he might not be, like, the biggest player on the court, but he can flat-out play. Like, Yeah, he's got such a high basketball IQ. Yeah, um, for sure. He definitely deserves a roster spot. So, if Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, Steve Curry listens to this, please cut Alan Smilajic and uh, give JTA a roster spot. I think he'd be key coming off the bench. Um. Those are my thoughts on Juan Toscano Anderson. Um, I just we're just gonna just keep spitballing about the game, but like Andrew Wiggins, he didn't start off the game like the best. I think he was like one for nine, I think, going into half, but his bounce back in the second half, I think it was seven for nine. It was a testament of it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I loved how he just kept attacking the rim. And once he had found the rim, he took his jump shot and found his rhythm. And I enjoyed how he just kind of bounced back throughout this whole game. Yeah, he was 7 for 18, but it was just the game throughout. He was pretty impressive. He stayed aggressive. Uh, That's the uh, thing. Aggressive. I was waiting for the game where this team would actually attack the basket. Like, I don't know if you've been frustrated like every single time they shoot the ball like with like five seconds into the shot clock. I'm like throwing my hands up in the air like, yo, this is so early in the shot clock. Drive the basketball in to get fouls. Like it was, it some, was great uh, to see the aggressiveness for sure. Yeah, Great ball movement. And I think the stat in the sometime in the fourth quarter was that the Warriors had 44 points in the paint and the Mavs had 42 and the Warriors didn't even have one guy over six foot seven so I think that's a good stat to be yeah for sure part of is that the Warriors are becoming more aggressive and some of the guys like Kelly Oubre especially are starting to fit into Steve Kerr's frustrating and uh, crazy system called the triangle offense offense. 2.0 Triangle offense, my ass. Excuse my language. Um, so the Warriors back at it Saturday night, prime time, ABC for the whole world to watch. Um, in the back to back against the Dallas Mavericks, like I said, Warriors Saturday night against the Mavs, second game of the back to back. We'll be here to recap that for you. Um, on Saturday, and we will post it on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll recap the Celtics game and recap the second half of the Mavs game, give some Super Bowl predictions. Um, and this game was a special game. Kelly Braves 40 points, and we had a bet saying that if Kelly Braves scores more than 40, we're recording the podcast episode tonight. So here we are recording the podcast episode. We stuck, stood to our word and we're going to post it tomorrow so that's it um make sure to follow us on our socials at twitter at dubs pod and at instagram at catching dubs pod and um don't follow me on it just kidding if you want to follow me on instagram it's in the instagram bio um and 
Well, see you in a couple days. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.